Welcome to this month's episode of the Cordell & Cordell Men's Divorce Podcast, a combination of views, news, and tips relating to topics and situations relevant to guys going through divorce. No matter how amicably your divorce goes, you will inevitably end up standing before the judge in court, something that can be very intimidating if you are not properly prepared. In this edition of the Men's Divorce Podcast, several Cordell & Cordell attorneys offer up some tips on how to survive your day in court, including an overview of what to expect, how you should dress when attending your hearings, the different types of hearings you may encounter, why you should really stress showing up on time, general courtroom etiquette, and more. To start us off, Cordell & Cordell divorce attorney Camille Piedrick gives a broad overview of how to prepare with your attorney before your hearing. This includes knowing how long you will be there and whether you will be testifying that day, and if you will be taking the stand, what to expect from the examination and subsequent cross-examination. It is crucial that you set time aside to talk with your attorney before appearing in court so that there are no surprises. Preparing for court, the most important thing is to meet with your attorney beforehand and really go through the ins and outs of what to expect for your particular courtroom appearance. You're going to want to know um, things about how long you're going to be there, what the topics are that the court is going to be discussing, and most importantly, whether or not you will be testifying that day. Um, your attorney will go over with you in the meeting the facts of the case, and if you are expected to testify, will go through your direct examination and potential cross-examination. When preparing for court, uh, it's important to dress appropriately. It's one of the things that people sometimes don't remember or think about, um, but it is important to show deference to the court and show the court that you're taking the process seriously. When in court, um, the most important thing that I advise my clients is to keep calm. Uh, the court or the judge is looking at you the entire time. They can see if you're making facial gestures, if you're nodding your head, shaking your head, and it's important to really try to keep that to a minimum. I recommend um, that my clients always bring a pad and a pen with them because when we are going into court, we're having hearings, it's often um, a circumstance where you're going to have questions while there's testimony, you're going to have facts that you want your attorney to know in the middle of direct testimony, and your attorney can't necessarily listen to you uh, and be listening to witness testimony. And so if you've got the ability to write notes to your attorney, they will have the opportunity generally to look those over um, before they begin, for instance, cross-examination. If you testify in a case, uh, it's important to answer the question directly especially if your attorney is asking the question, he or she knows uh, generally what your answer is going to be, and it's important not to go too far off topic. Uh, if opposing counsel or the judge asks you question, questions, again, it's important to keep your calm and answer those questions directly as well. Uh, if your attorney objects during your testimony, let them finish the objection before you answer because the ruling that the court makes might make a determination as to whether or not you will or will not answer that question. And finally, um, don't interrupt the opposing counsel or the court when you're in the process of testifying. So if you testify, it's important that you answer the questions directly. If your attorney is asking you a question, they generally know what the answer is going to be. Um, and it's important to not go too far off topic. If the opposing counsel is asking you a question, it's important to keep your calm and still answer the question directly. 
let your attorney object um, and finish the objection before you begin answering a question. There might be a legal reason why your attorney does or does not want, want you to answer a specific question, and it's important to let the court rule on that objection before you begin answering. While many might not think that how you dress has much to do with your divorce, the fact remains that how you present yourself before the judge can have a direct impact on the outcome of your case. Cordell & Cordell divorce attorney Rochelle Cavanaugh goes into greater detail about why how you dress is so important and why it is often overlooked. Although it may seem like a small detail, presenting yourself in the best possible light should always be your goal when meeting with your judge. Dress is one of those things, or dressing for court is one of those things that is often overlooked by clients, which I entirely understand. There's a lot going on, a lot on your mind, and a lot that you're concerned about. So wearing a correct tie or shirt is probably one of the last things that you are thinking about on your day of court. But with that said, that doesn't mean it's not important. Well, you think about it this way. When you are making an application to the court for custody of your children, you are trying to tell a judge that you are the one that can get your child up in the morning, you can get them dressed, you can get them fed, you can get them put together for school, you can make sure they're in proper attire for school, you can make sure they're bathed, uh, clean, that they don't have dirt under their fingernails. If you show up in what the court considers to be a fairly formal setting, dirty, hair unkempt, um, messy, that will seep into at least the judge's consciousness, if not their decision. I have seen cases, I had a case one time, where a judge literally wrote in the decision that part of their decision not to give custody to the mother hinged on the fact that there was a very strong smell of cat urine coming from the mother when she took the stand. That's a real story and that's not something you want written about you. Throughout the divorce process, there are a number of reasons you may have to go before the judge. DanceDivorce.com editor Sean Garrison recently spoke with Cordell & Cordell divorce attorney Rebecca DeVinson about the different kinds of hearings you may need to attend, the purpose of each of these hearings, and what you can expect to happen if you find yourself in court for a variety of situations. These include temporary hearings, emergency custody hearings, and the divorce trial itself. The first type of hearing Rebecca described was a temporary hearing. At this hearing, the judge can decide issues such as custody, visitation, child support, spousal support, and temporary contribution to marital debts. Oftentimes, um, the temporary support hearing is going to be relatively short, but both parties need to be prepared to present testimony and evidence on each of the issues that they want to express to the judge. A second type of hearing Rebecca reviewed was an emergency custody hearing. Generally in emergency custody hearings, the moving party needs to prove there's an immediate danger to the child's health or safety that requires the judge to make an immediate change of custody. If an emergency hearing is granted, the judge will hear evidence from both sides regarding the facts of the case. Each side needs to be prepared to present testimony and evidence and have the proper evidence to support the required standard to change custody. 
Finally, there's the actual divorce trial in which the judge will hear evidence and testimony on all the remaining issues of your divorce. These issues could include custody, visitation, child support, spousal support, property or debt distribution, and the actual grounds for divorce. Some courts might split the trial into two separate trials with the first day covering custody and visitation and the second relating to support and property and debt distribution. No matter how the, how the court's going to hear the case, the judge is going to make a ruling on all the final issues in your case, so you must be prepared to present evidence and testimony on all the remaining issues in your case. Both parties will also have the opportunity to present witnesses and cross-examine the other party's witnesses as well. After the judge has heard all of the testimony, evidence, and witnesses in the case, the judge will make a final ruling on the remaining issues, and the attorneys will be directed to prepare a final decree of divorce in your case. It is a good habit to show up to places on time, and this is even more true when you are talking about a court appearance where important decisions about your future are going to be decided. Cordell & Cordell divorce attorney Rochelle Cavanaugh explains why it is so important to show up to your court appearances not just on time, but early. Not only do the judges have extremely tight schedules, but showing up on time also demonstrates responsibility and can help you avoid damaging your image. Small minor issue, but again, an important one, it is showing up to court on time. Um, judges run very tight calendars. A lot of family courts and a lot of courts that deal in these issues are extremely overworked. And because of that, it is important that they stay as strictly to their calendar uh, as they can. Now, I know that there are times when you may go to court and the judge may have you wait for an hour, an hour and a half. And unfortunately, there's not a lot we can do about that. But you are still required to be there at the time that it says on your court notice. Um, again, it's, it's, it comes down to showing the court the respect and just setting a good impression in front of a judge who is going to be making all these decisions for you. Um, if you are the kind of person that can't get anywhere on time, I always tell people, just write it down in your calendar for a half hour, 15 minutes before the notice actually says and trick yourself into being there on time. It's very important. While showing up on time and looking professional is one thing, actually addressing the courtroom and following procedure is another. Cordell & Cordell divorce attorney Rochelle Cavanaugh explains how you may need to interact with a judge not only while you are on the witness stand, but other times throughout the hearing. If you are ever asked a question at any time, it is important to use verbal responses, speak loud and clear, refer to the judge as your honor, and to conceal your negative body language, even if you do not agree with what the judge is saying. This is likely something your attorney will go over with you in a little more detail. But at court, there may be times, even outside of a hearing or when you're taking the witness stand, where a judge or a magistrate may ask you a question. When speaking to the court, it's important to speak loud, speak clearly, and answer in verbal words, because a lot of times the court is taking down what you are saying. When I say verbal, I mean don't nod your head, shake your head, throw up your hands, yes, no, 
yes, your honor, no, your honor, that sort of thing. Um, additionally, your honor, it's always good to throw in there. I've seen clients call, especially female judges, ma'am or miss. It's not really the proper way to do it. And again, sometimes that just seeps into a judge's subconscious. So it should always be your honor. Additionally, there are times in court when things may not go the way you want them to go or the way that you think they should go. There are times when you will be possibly dissatisfied with something the court has said or done. Try as we might, it happens. When the judge comes down with a decision, whether it's a temporary decision, a permanent decision, or just a directive, and you do not agree with it, let your attorney speak for you. Uh, Interrupting the judge, speaking over the judge, yelling. This stuff is not going to help you in the long run. Um, I liken it to basically arguing balls and strikes with an umpire at your first at bat. You're not supposed to do it. It's not going to change the judge's decision. And it's just going to set a bad tone for the rest of your case. That judge who's going to make decisions from here on out is going to have a very bad impression of you and possibly even a strong dislike. And that's the person you're relying on to make all these very important decisions in your life. Uh, So as much as you may want to scream, don't. Control it and let your attorney speak on your behalf. That is, after all, what we are here for. To wrap things up, DadsDivorce.com editor Sean Garrison reviews some general guidelines for courtroom etiquette with Cordell & Cordell divorce attorney William Phelan. These include consulting your attorney to review important documents, figuring out where the courthouse is located so you know how to get there, going over potential settlement options, and more. Sometimes in court orders, when it comes to especially custody cases, there'll be terms in there that the judge or court administrator would like you to follow regarding issues such as um, the children, if there's an open custody case, when to bring the children, if you need to bring a chaperone for the children, that sort of thing. So it's always good to look at the paperwork beforehand. Another tip William suggested is scouting out the location of the courthouse beforehand. Check out the courthouse website because it often contains detailed and extensive information regarding when you can check in, where you can park, and other important information. Make sure you do your homework beforehand to ensure that you arrive on time the day of your court appearance. Uh, this is your first time at this courthouse, and this is your first appearance in your matter. It's always good to drive by the courthouse. Take a look at the traffic, see if it gets busy in the morning during morning rush hour, so you could add a few more minutes if you need to. Also, look at the parking situation, especially if you're in uh, a large city or a large town or municipality. You need to be able to know where the parking is. Driving around a courthouse just looking for a meter is not a good excuse usually for a judge. Other pointers William offered include arriving early to go over last minute details with your attorney and to review potential settlement offers with the opposing side, dressing appropriately and professionally, and making sure all your witnesses arrive and are on time. Also, if you have children, you need to make sure you have childcare taken care of for the day. 
some courthouses have rules regarding, in a custody case, an age that's appropriate to bring the child or not, to bring children to a hearing as opposed to a trial. So you want to make sure that you're clear. And if you do bring your child, bring somebody to chaperone your child. That's all we have time for in this month's Cordell & Cordell Men's Divorce Podcast. Hopefully this gives you a better understanding of how to prepare for your court hearings to help reduce your chances of running into surprises. While appearing before the judge can be intimidating if you are not familiar with the process, preparation can help you avoid many unnecessary problems throughout the variety of hearings you may need to attend. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for interviews, news, tips, and more covering a range of topics facing men during divorce. You can also find a number of resources on our website at cordellcordell.com as well as our informational sites mensdivorce.com and dadsdivorce.com.